Welcome to the number one cookbook podcast, Cookery by the Book, with Susie Chase. She's just a home cook in New York City, sitting at her dining room table, talking to cookbook authors. I'm Lola Milne, and my latest cookbook, which came out last week, is called Take One Cam. Canned foods seem really relevant right now. We have the coronavirus making its way around the world, natural disasters, and God knows what else is coming down the pike. So I will weave some preparedness questions throughout this cookbook chat. Now on with the show. The UK version of this cookbook is called Take One Tin, and the US version is called Take One Can. I love that. Also, the brilliant thing about this cookbook is anyone can find canned goods anywhere. The grocery store, the convenience store, Target or Kmart, and even the rest stop off the highway. And they're inexpensive. Can you talk a little bit about that? When I was kind of coming to the idea of doing uh, this book about cans or tins, I sort of realized that actually I cook with them all the time and probably most other people do too. The other great benefits about them one of which being that they are super cheap and delicious you know meaning that really anybody can cook something great from a can um you don't need to have a huge budget or a huge kitchen or anything like that there's not another cookbook out there like this you did you research cookbooks about tins and cans well i didn't even like see the whole book but i've got this box of cookery book cover postcards and one of the cookery book covers is a book of canned cooking i think i think it is an american book from like back in the day yeah from back in the day that's the only thing that i really saw that was really all about cans so i know you say there's snobbery and silly perception around food that comes in a can why do you think that is I feel like people see cans as quite an old-fashioned way of eating, kind of reminiscent of rationing or, you know, hard times where you couldn't afford to buy fresh. And I feel like there's a perception that because it's technically not fresh, because it's cooked, it's not good. Um, And there's a real focus now on, like, fresh eating, fresh food. Actually, a lot of the fresh food that we have now has traveled halfway across the world. It probably isn't actually that fresh canned food is picked and processed within an hour sometimes and so in some ways it's kind of fresher than fresh which I don't think people realize. How can buying Um, canned foods help out with the huge food waste problem? Well major factor is that they don't go off for ages (laughs) so you know you're not gonna the supermarket isn't chucking out all of the cans at the end of every week because they've you know, gone out of date and you're not going to do the same either. The classic bagged salad that you open and the next day it's wilting and smells really dodgy. Um, You don't have that problem with cans. And then I feel like the way they're made is also quite a lot less wasteful because with fresh, a lot of vegetables or fruit that are grown are discarded because they don't meet the perfect image that the consumer expects or the supermarket thinks the consumer expects. Whereas with canned, I think they can use a kind of broad uh, visual range of vegetables. Like with the tomato, you're going to peel it and chop it. You're not going to see what it looked like originally. And with canned tomatoes specifically, I know that they use, you know, the slightly green ones to make tomato juice. So I feel like it's a just less wasteful process in general. I also like that you didn't include canned meat. All canned meat is gross, right? 
yeah, I mean, I, I did try, I did consider it briefly, uh, but the scope for that isn't super broad. So I, uh, yeah, I, I threw that by the wayside. If we're looking so, to spend a little more on ingredients, what do you recommend as a splurge? I think that tinned fish is, if you can afford it, worth spending a bit more on. Slightly more expensive tuna is definitely like has a better texture, a better flavor. And I love that it comes in nice olive oil. So you can actually use that to maybe like dress your salad or use as the oil to cook your onions or garlic in if it's going to be in a sauce. I mean, a good tinned tuna, I think, is just so delicious. And then another thing that I kind of spend a bit more on is tin pulses. I normally buy organic if I can. I think they tend to be slightly tenderer, like they've been cooked a bit longer. They're not like bullet chickpeas sort of thing. And the liquid they come in definitely is more flavorsome. And that might sound a bit odd, but I use the water they come in as like a sort of stock replacement. So I just like add that in if I'm making a soup or a stew. A surprising ingredient for me in this cookbook was canned figs. So interesting. Tell me about those. They're one of the tins that I was like kind of bowled over by when I was developing the recipes. They are super intensely figgy and juicy. I would say like a hundred zillion times better than a fresh fig that's not at its best. I mean, sure, if you're in Italy on holiday and like go and buy figs from the market and they've just been picked that day. But in the UK, like when I get fresh figs, they're just always disappointing and a bit underripe or dry or something. Canned figs are a great alternative. So right now, as we speak, the coronavirus is spreading across the world, and government officials warn that things may get worse before they get better. The virus went from 230 cases two days ago to 546 here in the U.S. Some of us will have to work at home. Some of us will have to go into isolation for a few days. And if we're asked to stay home for a period of time, I'd love to hear your suggestions for stockpiling canned goods. I did give in to the stockpiling slightly last week. I bought some different lentils, chickpeas, cannellini beans. Um, I got some black beans. I was getting some tinned whole plum tomatoes, more flexible than the chop, pre-chopped ones, you can use them in any recipe, basically, that calls for tomatoes. And then I think it's great to have a few different fish. Like anchovies are, a, are just like an amazing one for adding extra savoriness to a multitude of things like pastas and sauces and making it into a dressing. Just always good to have on hand. Tuna is just one of my all-time favorites to have. And then sardines are wonder fish because you can just open the can and jazz them up a little bit with whatever you've got around and stick them on some toast and got yourself a great supper. I don't know, based on the fact you might not be able to go out for a few few days, few weeks, it's always good to have some fruit in there. So maybe some peaches and figs, um, pineapple, you know, make sure you get all your vitamins and minerals. And then another thing that isn't, a, it's not a can, but it's a jar, is um, sauerkraut. I like put sauerkraut on everything. And it's, it's just really great to have as a, a kind of thing to throw into like a salad if you haven't got anything fresh around. Stick it on cheese on toast, put it in like pasta sauce with lentils. It's just like a really good thing to add a bit of crunch and a bit of tart balance to things. I feel like I have lots of cans sitting in my pantry, but I have no plan for recipes. I'd love to chat with you about two of the recipes that caught my eye. 
First, you have a super simple classic tomato soup recipe on page 62. So in case you don't want to stock up on Campbell's tomato soup, you can use canned tomatoes instead. Can you describe this? It basically starts with sweating the classic trio of onion, celery, and carrot, which are the building blocks to lots of sauces and soups and stews. And cooking the vegetables really slowly creates a delicious, mellow sweetness. And then you chuck in your tomatoes. You can use chopped or whole canned tomatoes with a little tiny bit of sugar to help with the tomatoes' acidity. And then it's a super quick one. You just cook it for 20 minutes or so, blend it, and add just a touch of red wine vinegar, which just really helps the tomato sweetness to pop. I have about 15 cans of tuna at the moment. I can only think of maybe two things to do with a can of tuna. For a creative way to cook with canned tuna, let's talk about the roasted potato and tuna niçoise on page 103. Can you tell us about that? That's actually one of my favorite recipes in the book. It's a bit cheeky to call it a niçoise because it's not very classic, but I hope I haven't offended any niçoise purists out there. Um, I basically have like a real love for potatoes. (laughs) Roasting them just makes them soft and creamy inside with a lovely crisp outside. There's the crunchy gem lettuce and some beans that you've just taken the edge off. Those textures with the soft potato is like delicious. And then the tuna, which is kind of boosted by a load of anchovies in the dressing. And it's got some tangy like Dijon mustard and then salty capers and garlic, white wine vinegar, just add a bit of acidity. You could use red wine vinegar or cider vinegar as well. It's just a super simple hearty salad. I love the small size of this cookbook combined with the darling illustrations and the photographs. Talk a little bit about those. Me and the, my editor, we thought it would be really great if the book kind of echoes the format and size of a can. So that's why it's kind of like that short little book. And I want it to be really usable. And so this format really feels like an accessible kind of size and shape. And then um, the illustrations, I'm in love with these illustrators. They're called We Are Our Office and they're based in Holland. And I just found them on Instagram, basically. And I just loved what they love what they do. I felt like the illustrations needed to be reminiscent of the kind of beautiful old illustrated cans like the beautiful Portuguese tins of fish and things like that but with a kind of more modern more graphic style and color palette I think they like really nailed that in their design they also need to work well with the sort of paired back colorful images inside and you can carry this book in your bag when you go to the grocery store to get your coronavirus cans (laughs) (laughs) yeah absolutely you can take it anywhere it's great (laughs) Yesterday, I made your recipe for crab fried rice on page 88. Can you describe this recipe and talk a little bit about canned crab? This recipe basically came from my love of egg fried rice, which I always make when I just, I'm sort of like using up bits that I've got around. You just need some leftover rice and then flavorings like chili oils, sesame oil, soy sauce, garlic, and then in this version i've added canned crab which is delicious and so much cheaper than fresh crab now for my segment called my favorite cookbook aside from this cookbook what is your all-time favorite cookbook and why if i had to choose one it's probably uh the book of jewish food by claudia roden i just always go back to it and i love reading all of the stories and the history that is intertwined with the recipes. And I'm always really fascinated by things about food which are bound up with identity and 
all of the stories that people have bound up with food and memories and all of that. So that cookbook is a really good one for that. Where can we find you on the web and social media? Find me on Instagram at Lola underscore Milne and on my website, which is lolamilne.com. Cheap, long-lasting, and time-saving, the humble can deserves its place in your pantry. Thanks, Lola, for coming on Cookery by the Book podcast. Thanks so much for having me. Subscribe over on cookerybythebook.com. And thanks for listening to the number one cookbook podcast, Cookery by the Book.